Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Gold Scars. My name is Bianca Wargo, and I'm really excited you're here to dive deeper with us into life and into God's word and the absolute beauty God creates even in our brokenness. Before we get started, I encourage you guys to follow the podcast, click that little bell so you can get notifications as soon as each episode drops, and it also really helps to get the podcast out there to more people who need to hear the gospel and people who might just need a word of encouragement as well. Reviews are also appreciated, and you can either leave them on the platforms you're listening on, or you can message me on the podcast Instagram, which is at goldscars.podpod. So, without further ado, here we go. So before we get started, I just want to start off by praying, um, because it is so powerful, and the topic that I have today, who are you asking? Pretty powerful topic that I think a lot of people miss. And um, I really want to pray into that, that you guys, that even I might gain a little more clarity on the topic, because this is just something that I kind of came across as I was reading my Bible today, because I actually had the time to really sit down and dive into more than just like a verse or two. So, dear God, thank you for this day and thank you for this opportunity to sit down and really just be in awe of what you have to say and your word and just in awe of you as a whole because there is nothing like you. There is no one like you and we're just so grateful to have such an amazing grace and an amazing love that comes only from you. And God, just be over everybody here and be over me as I do my best to speak your words and not mine. You know, that that is my number one prayer with this podcast. It's always your word before mine. And I truly feel like this is a word that you've called me to speak today. So all this for clarity and understanding and that we all learn to come to you when we have questions about life or about anything, really, that we all learn to go to you first instead of other people because you have all the wisdom. You are the source of everything. So you know everything. You put so much into your creation and we can only understand so much of it as human beings, but we know that you know all and you are freely and generously willing to give all that wisdom and all that knowledge. So all this in your name, we pray. Amen. All right, so John chapter 6. This is an interesting chapter because, you know, you, you read it the first time, especially that section, like from verse 22 all the way down to even even down into the next section. So I would say down to the very end of the chapter in verse 71. But it's a very interesting chapter <laughs> because Jesus literally tells the Jews if you don't eat of my bread or of my flesh, because he is living bread, and if you don't drink of my blood, then you have no life in you. It's a very, very bold statement. Even for today's standards, there are a lot of bold statements out there today. Let's be honest. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. But in this time, it didn't really seem like there were, or at least from our perspective, it doesn't seem like there's as many crazy things going on. But for this time, saying that you guys should eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, I think regardless of what time you're in, unless you live in a cannibalistic society, that is a very bold statement. So, <laughs> I mean, I read through this because I've been going through the book of John. 
lately on my own. And I really felt like what hit me today was something that I should really talk about here. And that's on verse 52. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? One word stuck out to me. Themselves. They didn't ask Jesus to explain himself. All right, he repeated himself how many times to them? I think like three times here. And he repeated it again for his disciples after he gave this talk in in the synagogue. They disputed among themselves. Jesus is literally right there, right in front of them. And they could ask him, hey, what do you mean by that? That sounds like really, really crazy and really bold. And yeah, some people are going to make the argument he probably wouldn't have clarified himself in front of everybody because not everybody is meant to know everything. Not entirely an unreasonable argument because there are certain things that God does not tell us because we are not meant to know them yet. The best way that I can put it is why did they ask each other? Why did they dispute among themselves when it wasn't their words they were even talking about? You know, I can't tell you how many times I am guilty of this. I am so guilty of this sometimes. And I kind of look back and I'm like, wow, I literally had the person that had the answer right in front of me. Or I was just too scared to talk to that person because anxiety, right? I was just too scared (laughs) to go and talk to that person and ask for the answer right there. And I think a lot of people end up really scared to ask Jesus these questions and be like, this is such a bold, like, scary statement. Like, how do I even phrase this question properly and not offend him and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to be afraid to offend. If you're genuinely asking a question from the right heart posture, I I don't think you really have to worry about offending God. Because if you have the right posture in your heart, he knows what you mean. He's God. He created you. He knows. And I'm not saying don't watch your words. Obviously, you still have to watch your words because there are several points in the Bible that that it'll tell you your words carry a lot of weight. And that goes in secret as well as in, well, as secret as well as in private. That's what I was about to say. Wow. Um, but that goes for in private as well as in public. You know, your words carry a lot of weight. So use them in the right way. Have the right heart posture. But with the right heart, I think God sees through even the bad words. Anyway, as I was saying, the very bold statement that Jesus makes here, it's hard for people to accept, you know, because they're thinking like literally we're going to like you're asking us to literally eat your flesh and drink your blood when that's not really what he was asking. Because if you go on to verse 60, his disciples heard it and they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? Now, the note that I put here is that the truth is not always what you want to hear. And it's not always easy to accept. And that's true. I think the world today, especially, always expects the truth to be like something that they identify with. But if you're living in the world, you're not going to identify with what the truth is. That's that's just a fact. That is the truth. If you live in the world and you live of the world and you identify with things of the world, you're not going to like the truth. Because the truth is, if you live in the world, of the world, for the world, 
you're not living with God and for God. And there's only one place you can go if you're not living, trying to live your life for God through your faith and believe in him wholeheartedly. It's this very scary thought because sometimes I'll scratch my head and be like, am I really living for God right now? You know, even now I, I scratch my head every once in a while and ask myself that question. And even in this passage, Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, he said to them, do you take offense at this? Then what? If you were to see the son of man ascending to where he was before, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. And it goes on because he knew Judas was there listening. All right. And he knew that Judas was going to betray him. So I think he makes these little jabs at like at, at Judas and all the other disciples besides the other those 12. He, he makes these jabs at all the ones that he knows don't really believe in him and are just following him because it seems like the right thing to do. I mean, I'm not saying that it isn't the right thing to do because it is. But I am saying that you can know and watch Jesus' work and know that it's him. But you always have to be careful about where your heart is. Because even, like, the heart is deceitful above all things. Jeremiah 17, 9. That's what Jesus is trying to check here, is that the heart is deceitful. Are you willing to listen to the truth? You know, it, it seems blasphemous almost, but it's not. It comes from Jesus' mouth, so it's not. Because he doesn't mean it literally here. <laughs> we are to share in the sacrifice that he lays down. That's what he means here, is to feed on the words that he is giving us. Because he says it in, in the next section where, you know, it, it set, splits the section into, I am the bread of life up to verse 59 and the words of eternal life starts at verse 60 for me and it's all the way to the end of the chapter so like i said in verse 60 the disciples are asking this is a hard saying who can listen to it and jesus asks them and he tells them like those of you who don't believe aren't gonna accept this bread that i'm talking about those of you who aren't listening to me aren't accepting the bread that i'm talking about in verse 65, and he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the 12, do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life and we have believed and have come to know that you are the holy one of God. So Peter's faith here is reaffirmed. And, you know, this is, this is the answer that we ought to have. We've seen you work in so many ways. How can we not believe? Like, you are the son of God. And Jesus still answered, did I not choose you, the twelve? And yet one of you is a devil. You know, it, it's one of you is a devil, obviously. I think we know he's talking about Judas Iscariot, who betrays him eventually um, and leads him to the cross for a small little bit of silver, right? I believe it was 13 pieces of silver, I think. Yeah, sounds right. But who would accept him and who wouldn't? And it's just up to you to make the choice. 
it's just up to you to believe in him. And I think Jesus makes that final statement and asks that question, did I not choose you, the twelve? Almost in a hope that Judas would change his mind, even if he knew that Judas wouldn't. But to show that mercy to Judas, to give him that opportunity. And at the same time, he's, he's saying this to all twelve of them. Because he knows that 11 of them are still with him. 11 of them still believe in him wholeheartedly. But it's also to make sure that those 11 are constantly giving themselves that heart check. You know, to never put themselves on a pedestal like the Pharisees did. Like all these people who were disputing among themselves instead of asking Jesus, right, who was right there in front of them. He was, he was making sure that they weren't putting themselves themselves on that pedestal. And I think that's really important. Like the lesson from that is so, so important. James chapter one, verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Verse six, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Verse seven, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I think this, like, connects to that chapter so deeply, all right? If you go back to John 6, like, these are people that are unwilling to ask. Number one, the first couple times that Jesus says, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. The first couple times that he says that, the Jews that are listening to him in the synagogue at Capernaum are just... They're taken aback, and they're not asking him the question. The one who is saying it that has the answers, they are not asking him the question. They are asking each other the question. No one person can give you all the answers but Jesus. I can tell you that right now. Because Jesus, fully man, yes, but also fully God. And it's a hard concept to fully understand that he's he's not 200%, but he's still only 100%. He's still only one person but yet he's 100% man and 100% god but it doesn't seem like he can mix the two that said if they asked jesus he might not have given the answer right there right away who knows but i do believe that at some point he would have because in time in god's perfect time and in god's perfect way he will reveal all of these answers to you all right, there's a lot of things right now that I'm confused about in my life. Trust me. Whether it's school, whether it's for work, there's stuff that just doesn't make sense in the world to me because it's not like we get tested every week for the flu or for cold. And there's a lot of things that raise questions in the world. There's a lot of things that we can try to understand, but I don't think we ever fully will. And I ask him, what is the purpose behind all this? Can you please help me out? <laughs> And God gives freely and generously of his wisdom. And it may not be right away. That's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm getting all these unanswered prayers. Maybe no answer is the answer for now. Or maybe that's the answer, period, because it's something you don't need to know. You just think you need to, and you're putting yourself on a pedestal like Jesus was just checking his disciples for. The final point that I want to make is that sometimes... Jesus speaks in metaphors. 
We all know this because he uses parables all the time. The hundred sheep. Obviously, the sheep represent people. They represent us, and he is the shepherd. He is the great shepherd. I could go on and on with all the different parables that he uses. That's just the first one that came to mind. But this is just, it's not a parable, but it is a metaphor. And so in order to figure out what this metaphor is, after every parable, Jesus usually explains it. And he do- this is no exception. You know, this might not be a parable, but it is a metaphor. And Jesus does explain it. If you go to John six sixty three and 64. It is a spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. When Jesus says, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood, he is saying, I am the word in the flesh. The flesh represents me as the word and the words that I'm speaking to you. Anyone's words can live on well after they die. She's still a really big name in poetry and in American literature. Edgar Allan Poe, huge name in literature. Their words are what kept their name alive. And that's exactly what Jesus is trying to tell us here is that my words are my flesh. My words are my blood here. And that is so important to grasp. That's what so many people here failed to grasp. That's what so many of his disciples even failed to grasp. Judas Iscariot included. And that's a scary thing is that, like, it's so easy to see right now. And you can understand how in the moment, like, maybe you're just so taken aback that you don't take a second to just think about it, which I get that. But after a while, you have to you have to wonder, like, how many of these people kind of scratched their heads and came back to Jesus and finally, like, went up to him and asked, okay, so what did you mean by that after all? Because I still don't get it. How many people do you think actually humbled themselves enough to come back later on and ask? You know, if, if I know anything about humanity, honestly, and about myself even, just myself, I'm not too sure that many of them did. You know, just just examining myself... If I was the whole of all those people, I might have come back with like one or two questions out of how many people that left him. It doesn't say how many, but a good number of his disciples left. So you can probably imagine that a lot of the Jews were pretty disgruntled by what he said. And that was a really big heart check for me today. That was a really big heart check on all the frustrations that I've had in my life and just the frustration with my frustration because I'm done being frustrated with my circumstances knowing that they're all blessings from God. To even be alive in those circumstances is a blessing. And I don't ever want to be like ungrateful for that. I want to be able to, when times get tough, just have my first reaction be like, hey God, this might not feel good, but teach me something. And... I can't say that's 100% of the time where I am. I can't honestly say that. It's getting there. Will it ever get to 100%? I don't know. But I can darn well try. And I know you guys can too. So once again, just thank you guys for being here. And thank you guys for listening to the podcast. A little reminder, go ahead and hit that little bell and you guys can get the notification as soon as the next episode comes out 
You can also go ahead and follow the Gold Scars podcast Instagram. It's at goldscars.pod, P-O-D. Um, and any reviews are so much appreciated. I want to know what you guys hear, want to hear next. And I want to know like what you guys think of what you've heard already. So you guys can either drop a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Or you can just send a DM to the, to the Gold Scars Instagram. So I just want to thank God just one more time. Let's, let's pray us out. Dear God, thank you. Thank you so much for such a fruitful and eye-opening uh, conversation, even though it kind of feels one way on a podcast by myself. But <laughs> one day we'll have a conversation, two people here. So thank you, you know, just, just to be here and to talk about you and your words so freely and be able to share it with the world even if it's just a small fraction of the world. I know that you will direct this podcast to whoever needs to hear it. I know that your words are greater than mine, and I pray that it was your words instead of mine through all of this today. So thank you, God, and thank you for every single person listening to this. Bless them in any way that your will allows, and just show them how great you are every day. As, as you do for me, and as you do for all who love and believe in you. In your name, amen.